You're listening to episode 316 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without actually having to give us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. So I can't prove it, but I did realize the other night when I was out that Rio's lights, you know how it's got the big dancing lights? Yeah, they're not dancing anymore. They're well, just kind of they're just kind of on. I'm not surprised. And like I said, I could be exaggerating it. Maybe it was just like it was twilight or pre-dawn or whatever the fuck it is and they're like, "Whoa, should we turn off? Should we stay on? I don't know." But I I just but remember were they at going least on. They were on. The lights okay, were on. But they weren't yes. dancing. No, they weren't dancing. And those signs go crazy. Right. So I was just like, maybe I'm not paying attention. And now I'm paying attention because they said something. And now I'm catching it. But Oh, I'm pretty sure they don't work. Yeah. And I'm, they're not I'm, spending I'm, yeah, any money. I'm, I'm reporting that they've at least decided to. Uh, I, I saw them on one night <laughs> not flashing. So, so, so we have an, eyewis- an eyewitness account. To one, yes, to one instance I can speak to. According to an eyewitness. <laughs> On this day, Rio's, at this time. The Rio's lights are no longer dancing. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> All right, well, uh, should we say before we get started that, you know, obviously Tony isn't here. Yes, accurate. Yeah, he and... Uh, Asgard is being pretty persistent about yeah, wanting so, to be a part of it. Oh. So we might hear him at some point. No, he and, he and his lovely wife are going to New York to the Food and Wine Festival this weekend. So I'm super excited for them. And I think Tony and I may... I may have to turn something on, hit record, and go away. Right. Because I'm, I'm doing a food and wine... It's actually the USA Today Food and Wine Festival here in Vegas uh, in a couple weeks. So he and I might get together and, and share our gush over our foodie experiences. <laughs> but anyway, let's start the show. He's Mark. I'm Karen. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Original plans for the Stardust included a train stop at the back of the property. I got that from the book After Hours Architecture. What train? A real train. Like a passenger train. To just drop them off at the casino? Yes. There would be a train station at Stardust. Wow. All right. I just think about... So what what I find the most interesting about that is it reminds me of Disney when you would do like the package where they're like, no, no, no. We'll pick you up. We'll pick up your bags. We'll do all this shit. We'll take care of all this stuff for you. It's an all. We got you. And and the same way that it's like, we've got it all. We'll take care of it. That, to me, was like the first, like, 
listen, mom, dad, do you just want to hop on the train, go for a ride, and then just get off and be at your destination? Well, guess what? It's Stardust. You could do that. <laughs> yeah, so it would have been interesting. Oh. All right. Well, tell me about the twit, twit pick of the week. It looks like a yearbook photo. If Vegas signs had yearbooks and reflected on their glory days at class reunions. A sentiment poignantly made by Boyd Gaming's removal of stardust letters in the Electra Jag font to be replaced by the more subdued Helvetica. Once you soak that in, take a look at the rest of the image, shared by at underscore Grandpa D. It's like a who's who of the neon boneyard. None of these properties exist today, except in the boneyard, where they've all been put out to pasture on a farm so it could run and play with other signs all day. I thought the dog was distracting you too much. I'm like, now you just, now you fucked up a joke. Now I'm irritated by it. <laughs> if you attempted to recreate this image today, it would look like the Riviera, La Concha, Morocco, Silver City, and Stardust were all photoshopped out and replaced with either parking lots or desert landscapes. Think about that shit. It's a super cool photo and it is amazing that all of those that were crammed in there are now not uh, literally just emptiness the other thing that I, I found interesting in the, in the caption of the photo and he's like who would make this into a postcard with the stardust lettering removed and clearly featured on this postcard right and it's not <laughs> even like the new lettering is up it's like you see the outline of where the lettering was so they took it off and made a postcard before they put the new one up like it just that I do think is crazy, but no, it's a super cool picture with lots of different, you know, like you said, types of neon that aren't there anymore. And you think about that stretch. Buildings, everything. Yeah, you it's think about so that crazy. stretch and you're like, oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog, feature it on all our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook Plus, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Plus? Did you say Facebook I Plus? I did. Why did I say that? <laughs> I was New like, feature is, coming out. I was like, is that old script that Facebook and <laughs> Google Plus merge? I don't know where that came from. All right. Do you want me to do that over? No, okay. go. <laughs> All right. Instagram and Twitter, um, but not on an enhanced version of the show, which we will talk about here shortly. Oh, that's ad-libbing, and I like it. <laughs> All right. Let's move into the news. As I just hinted, the Enhanced Podcast is now over. When podcasts were invented, the software Apple introduced it with was GarageBand. Of the features podcasters could utilize was one that allowed photos and hyperlinks to be embedded into chapters within the episode. This would become known as an Enhanced Podcast. As the medium continued to evolve and editing became less common, Podcasts became less interactive audiobooks and more customized talk radio. In 2013, Apple released a redesigned GarageBand without the enhanced functionality. At the time, it was promised that Apple would be coming online with new software designed specifically for podcasting that would support the enhanced feature. However, six years later, that has yet to materialize and is still something they will tell you in an Apple store to this day, I had this last conversation when I bought my Mac. Oh, they're, they're working on it? Yeah. 
Well, and and now they say it embarrassingly. Like, I, yes, he's right. Everything he's saying is right. Everything he told you, like, no, no, no. This is the guy. He's the pro that knows everything. But like, everything he's telling you is one hundred percent right. <laughs> so. As proponents of the technology, we decided we would rather continue offering an enhanced show to our Patreon subscribers instead of upgrading to the new software. All the while knowing one day the technology would surpass the capabilities of that old GarageBand software. And so, with the new Mac OS, that time has come. We will no longer be able to offer an enhanced podcast. Fortunately, we prepared for this. And all the 360 Vintage Vegas in POV we have planned for you through mid-2021, Patreon only, are already done via the enhanced format. To satisfy our need to visually tell a story, all Vintage Vegas episodes created moving forward will also have companion videos similar to POV. Regardless if we can create them anymore, Many podcast players, including Apple's native podcast app, can still play them with the enhanced features, still getting the picture of the hyperlinks, etc. So you can still enjoy our back catalog in that feature. Honestly, I, I'm, I imagine I'll be the most impacted with this, but I'm the guy that when Apple says they have new shit, I'm like, what does it do? How does it do that? I want to do it. And let me see it do it. So I, of course, when I got into podcasting, was like, I want to, how do I make me understand everything? How does all this work? It does that? We're going to do that. We're going to make it do that then. Well, what I think, so two things. I think, number one, you're really going to save yourself a lot of time by not having to do the two versions of the podcast anymore. And it reduces the fun. I know. But number two, I can't believe you've been working on an old GarageBand software since 2013. I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah. They, it's funny because um, Apple, in, through various updates, had started threatening very subtly in the beginning, yeah. and then and then it got real sincere. And then, just as I was getting ready, and major props to Apple on this. This was really cool because I would have been pissed because I was right in the middle of editing a POV that was enhanced. I would have been oh. fucking pissed if I couldn't have finished it. So what they did that was super cool is I downloaded the update uh, to the Mac, and then I was like, I clicked to install, and it says. So you know, these two things will not work once right. you're done with these two apps. And I'm like, stop. Well, thank you. I will hold off on doing <laughs> Cancel. this. Cancel. So that was, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, but, they gave uh, you a heads up. Uh, honestly, I think Patreon subscribers always thought of the enhanced podcast as like, okay, cool. I mean, I guess I get that too. <laughs> in, in other words, you, you probably had the more fun with it than anybody I'm else. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm pretty sure I fretted over, like, going, well, now we're not offering an enhanced podcast. Now, now it's not much more. I'm like, I don't think anybody. All the other content that's out there is still, that's much more. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Next up, Caesars increases their resort fees. This is why class action lawsuit. This is why. In a move clearly aimed at a cash grab while it getting's good, after warning that companies need to be cautious with resort fees in August of this year, followed by news that Congress is working on legislation that would make the practice of hidden fees illegal, aka resort fees. It was announced this week that Caesars Entertainment has raised the resort fees at three of their properties, Caesars Palace, Nobu, the Nobu inside of Caesars, and Rio. A $7 increase up to $51 a night for Caesars and Nobu Tower 
and a three dollar increase for Rio at thirty nine, which is really kind of a fuck you, right? It's yeah. kind of like we just sold this place and we're not taking care of it. No, oh, by the way, you gotta pay us three more dollars. I know, right? This is why. This is why class action. Except you said that at the beginning. I know, but then I'm bringing mm -hmm. it. I'm tying. I'm, I'm bringing it full okay. fold. See, see, I brought it around. No loose ends. Okay. So, I, I just. And you said it in the story. With all of the negative press going on about resort fees. And that they were part of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, to raise to raise it at Nobu. Okay, it's Nobu. <laughs> you can talk. The people who are paying to go to Nobu, right. you can pretty much talk to them bucks into a, anything. 50 bucks a day right. is not a big deal for They're them. They're actually kind of offended that it didn't cost $50. At Caesars? Come on. I mean, see... They're going for a certain clientele, I guess. Caesars is a shithole. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, the, the Rio really is just like a big old fuck you. It's just like... It's really... Uh, and I get that it's a lower... It's been a lower resort fee, as it should be. Yeah. But... Uh, Really? You're going to raise it right after... Okay, again, in the midst of all the resort fee crap. And then right after you announced you sold the goddamn property. Yeah, yeah. I And it's funny because I was... I had been going around and I kind of had this this warm, lovey feeling in me that... For when Rio? I, when I would look at Rio and Circus Circus, I'm like, you guys have new owners, man. People who may care about you. Like, what... Well, what Ruffin's not going to care. But he might... <laughs> see, but remember, we talked about this equation. I know. He had a shitty property, then he got a good property. That might be out of his range, so he might be getting a shitty, shitty property. He's like, oh, I can actually make this one better. <laughs> and that's what I'm what I'm hoping for. I don't, I don't know if it'll happen. Yeah. But the point is, I have hope for these properties. And then I read this article. I'm like, are you fucking serious? The first good news for poor Rio in, what, a decade? Yeah. And least. you... Instantly fuck them. Right. <laughs> you dicks. Unbelievable. Hey, hey, new new Rio owners, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, of all the things that they'll teach you, don't remember that don't one. Don't do that one. Anyway. Next up, Nevada opens a pot lounge. Long story short, for those that don't know, it's legal for anyone to buy cannabis, but it's only legal to consume it on private property. So, visitors to the city technically can't consume their purchase anywhere legally. Hence the need for the Weed Lounge. Open 24 hours a day and almost three blocks north of the Fremont Street Experience. Not the greatest place. Not a dangerous place. Not the best, not great. Not the best place, no. Specifically north of Main Street Station, New Woo Cannabis Marketing offers not Mar only... Marketplace. Not marketplace. Marketing. What'd I say? Marketing. Marketing. <laughs> Marketplace, yes. I'm sure they have a marketing crew, but <laughs> that's, pretty, that's potentially how the story got out. They not only offer samples of the product before purchase, but you can buy flights of marijuana. And for the locals only, they have a drive through That's insane. That is ridiculous! <laughs> it's basically saying... Well, no, I'm sure. I'm sure you don't get to do the flights or anything like that, right? There's no way oh, they no. let you do that. No, okay, no, all right. No, 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 so no. that was the crazy way my head was going. I'm like, whoa, 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 Mark, hold on. Pretty sure that's not the route they're going. And is it just okay? So is it just marijuana, or I thought there were edibles and stuff there that you can try too? I'm not sure. The article that I, I that I saw very specifically showed um, joints. Okay. 
have a sampler of a joint. What do you take one puff and hand it back? Yeah, Are you I don't sharing get joints? Like I, I would have understood it a little bit better with a vape kind of a thing, except you, everybody's putting their mouth on that thing. So you've got to figure out how how that whole thing's going to work. So that's sanitary. Well, you could do like they, like some of the, um, is it Jewel? And again, I don't smoke or vape or anything, but I feel like one of them, Jewel or Blue or something, has cartridges that pop in and the top stays the same. Right. So that would be easy. If the cut, if the cartridge pops in, you could put, you could put a little plastic cover like they oh, do. Oh, the, I follow what you're saying. I got lost for a second. I see what you're saying about sanitary. Yeah, yeah it would be a lot better. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that they could do. I'm curious as to how this works. I imagine the sample is very much like one of the flight samples. Right. And you're just getting a tiny joint. And I would think you can't do edibles because if you did edibles, takes too like, long. you'd take a bite and have to sit there and wait for however yeah. long yeah, what, to figure out of it. So what's going to happen in, in about 40 minutes to two hours? You're going to be having a great time. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So I'm stuck here right. until then? Yeah, um, actually, we can't let you leave. Like, are you fucking kidding me? This was a trap. It was kind of a trap. Yeah. Yes. Kind of a trap. <laughs> I fucking love this city. I just, it's fascinating to watch the evolution of this. And I think this is kind of the first, because we know that the cafes are coming and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it, it's it, just, I mean, we are straight going, especially the way that they're kind of keeping it away from the resorts. We're straight going Amsterdam. That is a, that is where this thing is going. Oh We're going to have it'll be, hash houses and breweries. It'll be in the it. Arts District. It'll well, be no, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. The Arts District is a perfect place for You're them to move right, into. right, man. Weed shops and fucking uh, uh, brew pubs and all yeah, that shit you in know, there. You know, little clubs. And yeah. They've got a, the bar or the uh, the live music place down there yeah, and all exactly. kinds of... Exactly. Yeah, they, that's, that'd be a perfect call area Call it New it. Amsterdam. And they got... No, just call it the Arts District. Okay. We don't want to be New Amsterdam. Let them, let them do their thing. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> we want our thing. We want a Vegas thing. That's right. We're not doing the new frontier. We're just doing frontier. Right. It doesn't actually work because that didn't, it wasn't in the same order, but right. I got excited. I was like, new frontier. <laughs> How do I make this into a joke? Quick, quick, Mark, think. <laughs> I didn't, so, yeah, I didn't sometimes succeed. Sometimes it's better if you just don't. I didn't succeed. You, you, <laughs> need to, you need to take half of those quick ideas and just, just swat them to the ground. No, you just got to go with it. You got to go with your gut and then deal with the repercussions later. <laughs> Swat it to the ground. That's also why I edit. Like, oh, poor choice, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you slept on this and now realize it. <laughs> Battleborn pins are Disney quality enamel pins of vintage Vegas icons. The ever expanding collection includes this week's featured pin, the Mint. Milton Pro, majority owner of Sahara and Aladdin at the time, opened the Mint on Fremont Street in 1959. The design engineering, fabrication, and installation of the property's iconic marquee was documented by the company behind all of it, Yesco. Eight years before the non-for-profit known today as the Neon Museum was created, this 96-foot-tall sign, considered one of the most memorable in Vegas history, was lost to the world in 1988 when Binion's acquired the property and expanded into the space. This mini piece of vintage awesomeness cost $10 alone, or 26 as part of the Vintage Vegas Combo Pack, which includes the Stardust Shower of Stars sign and the Dunes Turret Marquee. 360 Vegas listeners can drop that price another 20% when they use the promo code 360. Just go to bbpins.bigcartel.com or go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for Battleborn Pins. Next up, the Golden Nugget Restaurant Remix is on. 
It was announced this week that Chick-fil-A, Saltgrass Steakhouse, and a food court are coming to Golden Nugget. Chick-fil-A will take over space in the Carson Tower, currently used by the casino near Claim Jumper, the other restaurant. Where the steakhouse or the food court will be is currently unknown. And no word when any of that will open. Additionally, Vital Vegas reports that Lily's Asian Cuisine has also closed for renovation. Although it seems, based on the... He, he insinuated that they were renovating and they would reopen. Right. Okay. I, what I find fascinating about this is that the Golden Nugget is owned by Landry's, who has a gazillion restaurant chains that they own. They don't own a Chick-fil-A. So how did... There was a joke in the article about that, and I wonder if there's any truth to it. So there can't be. It's Long story short, so there was a Chick-fil-A that took over a or no a claim jumper that took over a chick-fil-a's yes yes and they said that oh this is like a peace offering it's like listen look look we came into the golden nugget now we're both like right by each other well no what was supposed to happen the claim jumper out here by us supposedly was bought by chick-fil-a oh really yeah but nothing's happened to the from a construction standpoint see i i, I you asked me about vegas like the strip and fremont and i'm like <laughs> i know that shit. i'm learning the neighborhood yeah it's like, like <laughs> get out of here Can't, right next door to us <laughs> well not right next door it's right around the corner i know you know what i mean like it it's that's another well, and again re- chick-fil-a doesn't franchise so it, it's that. not you know they don't and you can't the 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 Owners are like 50-50 partnerships. So Chick-fil-A r- retains 50% ownership in every single restaurant. Oh, I got you. And okay. most owners only have one. I think there's one or two that actually have two that they're 50% owners in. So it's a very different model. And I just find it interesting. I find it interesting that they announced they're going into a location down in Fremont before the one on the strip even opened. I mean, they're really basically saying that, no, we know we're going to go gangbusters down here, which they will. Uh, oh, they will. Know. Oh, it's going to be White Castle all over again. Yes. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Only on your, Fremont. Only your, your bill's going to be $12 instead of seven. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> and you'll be fooled into thinking this is good chicken. I know. I don't I That is a personal it. opinion. It's personal opinion. I am teasing. I don't get it. But so anyway. Our boy Scott fucking, oh, my God. That guy's like, I don't care. I don't care what racist things they're affiliated with. It's so good. He was calling it racist chicken. What? <laughs> <laughs> racist chicken, so good. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's just interesting. And then the Steakhouse, Saltgrass, I think, is another brand that they own. Which we've, eaten, yep. we've eaten at a Saltgrass, I think, in, in Texas. I thought the same thing. It sounded like the second I read it, I'm like, that is really, yeah. really familiar. Which I remember it being good, but again, it's a chain that they own, so that yeah. one doesn't surprise me going in. The, the Chick-fil-A surprises me, and quite honestly, a food court going in surprises me. I thought the same. I thought the same. So, But then again, they, they won't comment on who the potential tenants are, so this could be like a badass kind of a food court thing, whatever that looks like. Okay, but it's still a food court. I mean, you don't... You, What's the point of having a food court if you're going to charge a gazillion? Well, I guess except you get the money out or the food out faster. Anyway, we'll see. Next up, Abel Baker opens. Local brewer Abel Baker is now open on Main Street in the Arts District in a space formerly home to a furniture store. The design aesthetic is inspired by the atomic age and resembles a nuclear fallout shelter. In fact, 
The brand name was taken from the names of the first two atomic bombs detonated at the Nevada test site, Abel and Baker. And the brand's duck mascot was inspired by a legend that said the only animal to survive those bombs was one duck. Abel Baker is located three blocks west of Dino's on the Strip, just past Stratosphere. This is how interesting this concept is. I went through the range of emotions where when I first looked at it, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like this, uh, what a waste of, t so what are, you, what are you, oh, I get that, yeah. This looks cool. <laughs> like, well, that's kind of a common range for you to be super judgy up front until you figure but out But usually what it not is. that quick. Like this was like, it, it just instantly, it, it was kind of like um, some albums. What did, I would band. say, why did you think this was stupid? I don't understand. Uh, whatever whatever I saw in the image just didn't, that's not no. what I thought of for that. Okay. Um, it looked like a shitty, one of those big tents where they have those like, oh, I'm setting this up here. But once you understand there's a theme and the concept and that they're inspired by, like, it wasn't just, we're going to do this atomic theme, like, dude, whatever. Like, no, no, like, our whole thing is atomic. Like, totally new opinion of you. I apologize. I had no idea. Well, at least, you know, you can apologize. Oh. No, I mean, I, I, anything new opening in that area, I think, is good. There's a, there's a gap between Stratosphere and the Arts District that still needs to be filled in and so I mean granted the arts district is still relatively new <laughs> see that was good timing right so you know there, there's there's still a lot of work to do between Strat and the arts district and I'm glad to see this going in um, I guess we might have to consider you know adding this to the list for like the 360 Vegas pub crawl a few years from now what I like about this city and this is the sincere that they they seem to understand what they have to do to make this that part of of the strip work and it's not going to be fast and it's 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 going to require some kitchen it's going to require a lot of homegrown stuff it's going to require right. us supporting it while it slowly builds itself up and some of these people will grow with it some of them won't be able to keep up right but once you're here you realize that a lot of the things that you see happen so slow is because they realize like Okay, I mean, we can't do that. We can't level the area and throw all these people out. Oh, yeah. You know, we can't do it. We want this to get better, so how do we organically do it? We've got the strip, which can't be any more modern. Downtown has figured out its niche in a big fucking yeah, way. Yeah, and they keep continuing to, to grow and expand, which helps because that pushes yes. the... I don't want to say the safe boundaries out, but pushes the uh, gentrified. <laughs> That's right. not a good word either. But it's grow. But but you're. It's almost like the the humane. Well, we'll say humane way to gentrify. It's like, listen, we're gonna try and build stuff up. We hope that this helps you. Oh, and it's we still, hope you got good jobs around here. It, it's not homogenized. I mean, the stuff that's going out there around downtown. And the art district and stuff is very unique. Yes, um, it's you know small businesses coming in that that have their niche that they do and they do it really well. Yeah. So I think they just. What I was trying to say is I think they just realized they tried to force Fremont to work when they did the Fremont Street Experience and then it that worked for a second and then that's when Neonopolis started to fall and everything started crashing down because it was like well yeah you can't. Jumpstart this area. You can't. You have to grow it. You need to take care of it. You need to do better things with it. And I think they learned that. And that's what they're doing with this. Like, here's, 
It's just going to well, take a people, lot of time. Some people would say that like what's happened in Fremont the last five years is a jump start. I mean, if you look at what's gone in and what's been renovated down there in a relatively short period of time. Okay, but the the only dot I want to make sure that we connect is I'm talking pre-Oscar Goodman becoming the guy saying he wants to help renovate downtown. Connect that to then Tony Shea showing up. Right. If he didn't do all that shit, Shea couldn't have taken it to the next no, level. No, that's true. And that's what I mean. Like, let's, let's show respect where it is. Like, they tried to start it, like... Jumpstart well, it and, and then it when failed. the economy crashed, crashed that didn't help either. So that put a hiccup in a lot of things. So, but no, it's I. The economy didn't crash in the early nineties, did it? Well, no, but in, um, I feel like there was a tech bubble or something. Maybe, maybe. Because we, it, we were it too would, young, we weren't paying yeah, attention. Yeah, because it would be about the it'd be about the mid nineties, mid to starting it to the late nineties when Neonopolis started to go. Oh fuck! Yeah, people aren't coming. And lastly, the Neonopolis, speaking of, evolution continues. Yes. Good. Better things are on the horizon here. Ear Vegas reports, this is something that has been in the works for two years and undergone multiple reimaginings. Now, Notoriety Live is taking over the space originally home to the Galaxy Theater, but most recently the location of the failed Crave Massive nightclub. The space has been repurposed into a performance venue for established acts and newcomers, offering two 5,000-square-foot performance bars, a 10,000-square-foot event space, and a 4,500-square-foot VIP lounge. Notoriety Live is on the third level of Neonopolis. Additionally, it's being reported that the Taste of Africa-themed dining is still planned for the second floor. However, initial plans to expand into the floor above have been abandoned. I, I, so I like the idea of this venue. I don't know if I believe it. I, I would love to think that there'd be like the XM setting up, Sirius XM setting up those stations down there right. would have like some badass, you know, people come like, yeah, come. This will seat like 400 people. Come watch this guy play. Like, holy fucking shit. I hope that's how that works out. Yeah. That would be super. Can you imagine like Jonathan Davis just going, yeah, you know, I'll do the songs from the Queen of the Dam. Like, I'll oh, just do a little quick little thing. Yeah, a couple guys here. Like, yeah, let's go over to the studio. Let's do it. Yeah, we're all set up. Like, oh, my fucking God. I got to leave work right now. I'm going over. I, yeah, I mean, I would hope so. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work. And I, I also feel bad for the Taste of Af- Africa themed restaurant because I just don't think anything on the second floor is as accessible as it needs to be. I agree. Unless you're right on the the Fremont Street side. Yeah, I super agree with you. It's almost like they started renovating it. Because people don't go in. Yeah, it's almost like they started renovating it, and then we're like, we're not going to fix this escalator. We're not going to do They can just take the elevator and told no one. Right. So, yes, you get in there like, how the fuck do I get to the second level? Right. It just... So that, that has me concerned. Obviously, I want anything to go in there and be successful. Big time, yeah. Because it's such a, a I mean, the location is great. I hope there's a lot of space. Oh, I hope they can. Yeah. Oh, well, and again, I think their location is beneficial because it's out on the strip, or on the strip, on Fremont. So it's Perfect. visible, and people will, you know, hopefully see what's going on and go, I need to go check that out. I don't know with, like, Taste of Africa if you're going to know it's there 
Right. You know, and you'd have to know it was there maybe to find it. It'd have to be like right up front so you could see like, hey, people, look, there's a thing over right, here. Right. People don't walk into nope. that center courtyard. Now they're they're filling up the place better, but yeah, you're right. There's nothing drawing you in unless you're like, I want to go get to that thing that I know exists. Right. Right. God damn, this conversation is riveting. Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> I teased him this morning because I forgot and I emailed him and he's like, hey, man, I'm not joining the show. I'm like, oh, well, then I was just sending you the notes. You could read about all the awesome stuff we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you who are unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Caesars Rewards announces something almost as dumb as a total rewards rebrand itself. Effective 1014, associate accounts with other rewards members will no longer be linked. Simple solution. Play on the same card. That was commentary. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> so wait. Associated accounts with other reward members. So if you and I had an associated account, they wouldn't be linked anymore? If I had an account and you had an account and I linked your account to my account, you used to be able to get all the benefits of my account because you're linked to it. Now, no. Now you need to have the cardholder present at all times. So your wife can't go to the spa without you. Your wife can't go to dinner without you. She can't do anything without you because they just broke up the cards. The only way she'd be able to do it is if, like we do with the same cards, but they're going to be IDing for it now. Or supposedly. <laughs> well, that's a bummer because we had all these Caesars rewards built up that I was going to use for dining. But since you're never with me when I dine. I'll, I'll have to come. I'll have to come like, I'll just go over to Blue Ribbon. I'm just here to hook her up. Yeah. Okay, I'm just out. Just check her in. I'm right. Is there anything else I need to do? Don't make me walk back with Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Well, you might, might as well. We'll be still there eating long after right. you're done. Exactly. Despite rumors, the Major League Baseball commissioner stated that there are no plans to move the Oakland A's to Las Vegas. That and what else is he going to say? Well, he's kind of the one that started and, it. But on top of that, right after that, like I didn't have time. I just saw it like this morning and I'm like, I'll remember it when we get to it in the story. The following day, the owners of A's like, yeah, we might fucking go. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, that's the whole crazy thing about this is that the Their commissioners, owners, they can actually go. I mean, you have to approve it, but who's going to tell a billionaire owner you can't move the team because they'll just be like, fuck it, I'll sell it. Well, and what what the commissioner did was to try to force the city of Oakland to drop a lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know the lawsuit you're talking about, but refresh yeah. people's memories. Well, so basically, and I forget who the other owner of the of the stadium is so basically the stadium that the A's play in. There's two owners. There's uh, the city of Oakland and I, the county. Maybe it's like know. the city and the sure. county. But whatever it is, the other one wants to sell, and whoever they were, maybe they want to sell it to the county. But the they wait a minute. I'm trying to think. Stop. Wait. Rewind. They want to sell it to the A's. So then it would be the city. And the A's would be 50-50 owners. Oh, okay, okay. And the city doesn't like that. They want them to sell to either them or somebody. Maybe it is sell to the county. I forget. And so they filed a lawsuit to stop this from happening. Basically, basically what the MLB commissioner said is, if you don't drop this lawsuit so they can get a new stadium, they might just move someplace else. Oh, like Vegas. And that's where the whole thing started. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he just, he said it as a threat to get the right. city to drop the lawsuit. And then tried to calm them down, and the A's guy was like, fuck that, we might. Right, exactly. <laughs> God damn it, I was just putting this fire out. 
I'm sure someone will, some you know, baseball fan that's bigger than I am will, re- or bigger fan than I am will report the details of that. But it's that's the gist of it. You get the general idea. Yes. It's being reported that the Las Vegas Convention Center expansion cost has dramatically increased to 980 million. Wait, so you mean estimates for a Vegas venture are wildly off? <laughs> right. <laughs> and to be fair, it isn't. That's what the story said, that it was... Well, actually, maybe the story didn't say it. Maybe I just exaggerated. Anyway, the point being, like, the increase was like $80 million or something. I'm like, it's a fucking... It's like a billion-dollar project. Well, I mean, if it was a $900 million project, that's getting close to a 10% increase. I, which... I, I don't I don't agree it's bad. I just... I didn't know if my phrasing wildly yeah. was accurate. I was just excited. Okay. <laughs> Vital Vegas is reporting that Boyd Locals property Suncoast is being shopped around to prospective buyers. Since the reporting, the listing source for this news, LoopNet, removed their Suncoast listing. Eater Vegas reports that Terry Caudill, owner of the Four Queens and Binions, recently purchased the land and the building on Fremont Street East, currently home to Backstage Bar and Billiards. Early talks are that the three-story building, formerly home to a Sears department store, might become a mixed-use building with hotel and residential units. Then the article went on to describe a hotel casino without actually mentioning a casino. <laughs> Just got, it got annoying when I started reading the uh, all the amenities. I'm like, it's a fucking hotel casino. It's... Uh. You mean it's a, casi- a hotel? Yeah, but you don't really have a hotel on Fremont that isn't a casino. No. You wouldn't think so, but well, that's what I mean. I'm like, oh, is that going to work for well, you? Well, because technically, Gold Spike is off the. It's off also not a casino. Oh, right. well, yeah, yeah. To your point, yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you are correct. <laughs> In an interesting pivot, Vegas Inc. is reporting that the Las Vegas monorail has secured funding for expansion. However, only the expansions to the Sands Expo Center and the MSG Sphere, putting a positive spin on the reduced scope. The company announced plans to eventually expand to Mandalay Bay. You know what? The longer the monorail exists, the more it becomes clear that their plan from day one was to be absorbed by the industry or to become subsidized public transit or something. something. Because all of it, like none of this, this is like SLS math. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. We know what we're talking about, kid. Fast forward to now it's Sahara. Like, I knew what I was talking about, didn't I? It's those kind of numbers we're talking about at this point. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move into coming attractions. Attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you artists and acts outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, Dwight Yoakam announced a short-term residency at the end of 2019 and beginning of 2020 at Encore. Announced dates follow the popular Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday formula starting December 4th through 14th and again March 4th through 7th. Shows start at 8pm, tickets start at $73. What the fucking country, right? Right? Who knew? I guess all the people that attended the rodeo and all that. Yeah. Like the, the other massive event they have here, Mark. Who knew? A fucking lot of people knew. <laughs> well, and you got the NASCAR that was a big event here. They, right. They'd also probably be country fans <laughs> and fall into that. So there's there's a few. 
This coming from a guy who is very familiar with the works of Marilyn Manson. He'll be performing at the Pearl at Palms Thursday, October 31st. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $55. We are talking about this the other day. Marilyn Manson is the kind of band that I wouldn't pay to see headline unless... They, like, they're, they're a package band. Like, there's a lot of bands that I would see if they were on a package. Like, oh, I get to see Korn and them and that. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, it, it wouldn't even have to be as much Korn. You can get anything. But, you know, it would be like... Right. A reasonable band. Right. Um, like, oh, they're also on that. Yeah, we should fucking go to this. Well, that's that's kind of where we saw him because we went to OzFest. Yep, yep. And he was there. That's how we saw Motionless and White. Motionless. We, we were at a Corn concert and they right. opened for him. I mean, Ozzy was there. I think Corn played that tour, which is yes, why we went. Corn. Yeah, but I mean, so we. we or, or Lincoln Park. I can't remember which one. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we have seen him, but not because we went intentionally to go see him. He just happened to be. <laughs> Oh, hey, you're here, too. (laughs) Moonshot.com is the place where you can get your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear. Available in male and female cuts. Multiple colors and sizes. Reasonably priced and cool as hell. Options include this week's featured property, the fabulous Flamingo. The third hotel casino to open on Highway 91 is now the oldest hotel casino on the Las Vegas Strip. Flamingo's current incarnation looks absolutely nothing like the original. In fact, it said the final piece of the original structure was torn down in December of 1993 to make way for the hotel's garden. While not the luxury resort originally envisioned, the Flamingo has continued to evolve to keep up with what the market needs, even if that means becoming the premier low-end property. This and dozens of other vintage Vegas shirts start at $27, Use the promo code 360Vegas, no spaces, and save 15% off your order. Just go to moonshot.com, that's M-0-0-N-S-H-O-T.com, or you can go to our blog, 360Vegaspodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for moonshot.com. Five Finger Death Punch is performing at the Join at Hard Rock, Friday and Saturday, November 1st and 2nd. Shows start at 6.30 p.m. Tickets start at $55. You're right. It would be cool if they at least saved the name The Joint, even if it's now The Joint at Virgin or something. See, and last week, you guys were just like, who doesn't matter what the name is? It didn't click to me. Like, The Joint at Hard Rock. It didn't click to me that it's, no, The Joint name. Like, fuck the Hard Rock part. Right. Just The Joint. Yes. I didn't get that. didn't get it. Because you don't listen to me. I might have been on Joints. Mike Epps is performing at The Joint at Hard Rock Saturday, November 16th. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $32. And finally, Carlos Mencia is performing at South Point Friday through Sunday, November 1st through 3rd. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at $30. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. All right, let's check the river. River this week, we have the kind of listener feedback that makes you feel good. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to come up with something grand, and I'm like, Mark, just fucking cut to the chase. It's a badass email. I cannot wait to share it with you. It's titled Millennial Perspective. By the way, that's how you get a motherfucker's attention. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we going to have a real conversation? And we did. 
So, um, why don't you start us off? Okay. So, the email starts. And uh, by the way, we're going to say her name up front or we're just going to save it to the end. Oh, yeah, we should probably. Uh, yeah, Betsy, so this is from yeah. Betsy in Chicago. Yes. And Betsy writes, number one, I was like, okay, it's a millennial writing in. Number two, it's a woman. God bless her. <laughs> she writes, hi, Mark, Karen, and Tony. I have been listening to the podcast for a couple of years now and absolutely treasure it as a way to get my Vegas fill in between visits. I geek out about the ins and outs in the history of Vegas about a thousand times more than most of my friends, which still is only a small fraction of what y'all provide. Thank you for keeping me up to date with all the happenings in the most incredibly fluid city I have ever encountered. I would love to make it out to a Vegas vacation, but since I teach kindergarten... Okay, I'm going to need you to stop right there. That's another way to get a mother... I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And You I know, listen to our show and you teach I know, I know it's such a dumb thing because I'm like, we've met people from all walks of life that yeah. like... and it, But it, it always fascinates me. I'm like, huh? Huh? You mean See? when they do something respectable? Regular fucking people still like me, you pricks. It's not just degenerates. <laughs> That's right. This is a respectable woman. I am suddenly obsessed with Bessie. Bessie? Bessie. Yeah. Don't. I'm not drunk. That was weird. Yeah, don't. Betsy Thank is you. what I meant to go with. Thank you. On that one. Apologize but greatly. Since I teach kindergarten, Labor Day, Memorial Day, weekends are just about the two worst possible time frames for me to be out of town. At some point, I will work up the courage to contact y'all when I'm in town otherwise. And, you know, in all fairness, we do have several listeners that work in school districts or teachers or stuff, and it's yeah. the same issue. Yep. Um, and so we've been kicking around. Maybe doing something another time. We haven't figured it out, but summer break. We'll, yeah, we'll, oh, we'll put three sixty summer break. TM. <laughs> we'll figure we'll figure something out. And appreciate you know what's it. funny? I know Rob of all people, Sky on the Rocks, just had his ears perk up because he knows what excited Mark now has the angle to do the thing that I've been asking him to do. He just heard it. <laughs> okay. Um, that was just a moment for he and I. All right. Well, that's good. That, that's your moment. And But definitely, Betsy, let me just say this. Yes, let us know when you're in town. I think most people would tell you we're pretty down to earth and normal and not at all stalker, psycho, weird, usually. Typically, that would be how we would describe the people right. asking. No, I'm just okay. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, after all this ass-kissing, I wanted to write to provide a different perspective on a couple of the things you've recently been talking about on the podcast. Generally, when I'm in town, I am focused on food, drinking, laying by the pool, dancing, and the general wackiness of the whole city. I am absolutely the typical millennial cu- millennial customer who isn't coming to Vegas to gamble. Since my first trip in 2014, I've stayed at TI, Luxor, Monte Carlo, Mirage, Aria, Aria Sky Suites, Park MGM, and Nomad. Ooh, she's doing a lot since 2014. Even though I've never stayed there, Cosmo is absolutely my favorite property. Best food bar none. You and I are soul sisters. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say there. So with that being said, here are a couple of my hot takes on recent discussions, which I realize are not popular opinions in your crew, but thought I'd share them nonetheless. In your crew. We're right. crew. We're crew. <laughs> All right, which means buckle up. Betsy's going to spread some knowledge. Here we go. We're going to get right. schooled by a fucking millennial. <laughs> Number one, possibly making Park MGM no smoking. I think this is a really great idea for the type of clientele that Park MGM and especially Nomad is going for. Personally, I love the property after the reno- all the renovation. The look is super hip and fresh without being too much, and the amenities the property has to great has to offer are great. Given that I have seen the before and after, I feel like it's a massive improvement. All right, so I, just so I know we seem to focus on the negative at Park MGM, but overall, we do agree. We like the property. It's better. It's an improvement on Monte Carlo. 
it's the things that the missteps they make are so huge. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, the the I, I will always have a soft spot in my heart for Monte Carlo. I didn't think it was oh, bad absolutely. as what everybody yeah. thought they did. Um, I don't disagree that the renovations were necessary and needed. Yep. Although, from every time Alistair stays there, I still don't think they quite have the rooms done because there's exposed wires hanging from the walls <laughs> and that kind of thing. Right. And in general, although I haven't eaten at a lot of their, their food offerings yet, I'm interested to. We're actually going to here in a couple weeks. Yep. Um, so I, I think they've upgraded that. We've beat to death Italy while we don't like it, so that's fine. Right. And the, the one other thing is to not have a front strip entrance and have Italy be the only front entrance yeah. is stupid. That's what I mean. So. It, w it was a ballsy almost all-in move and it fucking fails so, so i give uh you know we i guess betsy we agree with you that it's a massive improvement from the renovation yes, yes. okay so yeah sorry we, we don't mean to focus on them i know but you, it's easier to you make just fun went of. back to fun. go no yeah. we know betsy it's this and i think we need to give her you know Correct. acknowledge acknowledge her i wasn't dis I, I am acknowledging i'm trying to align with it i'm like we do agree with you a little bit she she goes on to say the non-smoking thing, thing seems like a no-brainer given their target audience. Practically speaking, the air filtration in that building is not good, and I can only imagine the hefty price tag and destructive undertaking it would be to upgrade it. That joint is definitely smelly. I know that when I'm there with my Vegas friends, we spend as little as time as possible in that casino. Personally, I don't mind it. My favorite place to gamble is El Cortez, so I can handle the smoke. <laughs> but many of my generational peers, I know that can be a sticking point. Generational if they're going to go for the millennials and under, non-smoking would be a smart move. It fits with a refresh and makes sense from a branding standpoint. My interest in Betsy continues to grow. <laughs> she makes some very valid uh, um, arguments there, and I appreciate her opinion. Yeah. All right. Second thing she wants to talk about is theming. No, 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 no. <laughs> Heavy theming is a bad idea for Vegas moving forward, and hear me out. Lots of people my, my age went to Vegas with their families in the 90s and early 2000s. There is far too much of an association with childhood kitsch to make theming a draw for someone somewhere like Vegas. For those crowds who are coming to party, it feels dated for sure. While the uber fotastic nature of Vegas is one of the things I find hilarious and charming about it, I don't choose to spend my time under a fake painted sky because it's just a fake painted sky. Amen to that, sister. Aside from the fact that it fits in with the historical trends of the industry, there is too much emphasis on authenticity these days. Now the theming of something like Cosmo, which is like hip and heavy and weird, works for sure. Okay, so I'm going to need immediate access to Betsy. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, phone number you pick. Well, I, you've got her I, email. I just, I just need the ability to instantly message her. <laughs> I know I have the email. You're absolutely right. That is not instant. Well, that's, a, that's the best place to start. All right. So that's basically from me for now. I cannot thank you enough for the joy you bring me every week with the podcast. Mark, you are truly one of the greatest Las Vegas historians of our time. For Vegas nerds out there, you are a jewel of a resource. Thanks, Betsy in Chicago. P.S. I started an aggressively feminist supporters group for the Chicago Fire Soccer Club called The Cider Cunts. Thought you'd appreciate that one. I am currently obsessed with all things Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, overall, I 
fucking love when somebody provides a perspective. This is one of the reasons why I love to do the things I do, like data farming and just trying to understand what happens. Like one of my favorite things, I know this isn't like a lot of testers, I like to go when I go into something and I've got a theory and I get super proved wrong because then I get to car carve over this. Like, I can't argue with it. That's the clear data. Right. And that's what I love about stuff like this. Like, on that is a perspective that was not in my my portfolio to then generate a, a you know, a, a clear point of view on something. Right. And that's like, oh, my God, great fucking points, man. Well, and I think that that's one of the cool things about the friends that we have is we've got friends of all different ages and you know different I don't want to say ethnicities, creed, color, whatever all that we have Betsy, a diverse Betsy just emailed. Did she really? Yeah. <laughs> as we're talking about yes. her. Yep, as we're talking about her. She doesn't know because this isn't for a minute I'm like, how did how, she heard us already and said it no Karen this right. is <laughs> well, yeah, we're not live. <laughs> um, but no we've got we have a diverse group of friends and I think that having hearing those different perspectives really means a lot and it can you know oh, yeah. we're I am happy to say that half the time I'm an idiot talking out of the side of my mouth and having no idea what I know, you know, no idea what I'm actually saying. So I have no problem, at, you know, admitting that, and I appreciate other people's perspectives. Now, if there are certain things that I know, like, you know, I'm not impressed with Bobby Flay's restaurants up to this point. That's a true statement for me. There's other things like that that I just, I, you know, it, it is from it's my truth. It's okay if yours is different. You know, we're not going to argue about it. But I love, you know, and she, very, you know, well laid out, thoughtful arguments. It must have taken her a while to, to write that email so instead good. of just being like, ugh, stop bagging on millennials, you idiot, which we don't so mean to do. Good. It's just easy sometimes. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and always remember, primarily, even, even before my own point of view, is to be funny. So that's yeah. always the first thing that we're trying to do above, above all things. And then it just degrades from there. So <laughs> I have to add, uh, before we wrap this up, and we thank Betsy for sending that in, I have to add a comment that Christina told me the other day. So she was listening to the podcast, and she and I were hanging out, and she's like, oh, for the record, she's like, I have decided that you guys need to add to your show, you know, the way Who Wants to Be a Millionaire has, um, like, lifelines, and one of them is phone a friend. Mm -hmm. She's like, you need to text a millennial. She's like, because you can't call us. <laughs> You can't call us. We're can't not going to answer. No, uh, but when you're in the middle of something and you're not sure and it's related to millennials, she's like, you need to you need to text a millennial so you'll get an answer back on the show and get it corrected. Which I was like, okay, yeah, she's, she's calling us old. I she's it. our in-house. <laughs> I know. You got to start using her. Look I told what you her. just signed up for, I'm like, girl. Friday nights, you better be yeah. ready. Look what you just signed <laughs> up for. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> she's so. like, I sleep at that time. I don't care. Maybe you shouldn't open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great idea. Perhaps Betsy would be interested in something like well, that. Well, Betsy might be asleep. Well, yeah, she's in Chicago, so it's right. a couple of... Well, she may be like our co-host, Three Seats to the Wind, by about the time oh, we would be true. talking to her. That could be, too. <laughs> but awesome. Betsy, thank you so much for the, the email, email and the yes. counterpoints. We really appreciate them, and yes. we will look at these topics in a different perspective. Now, I don't know if Tony will if he listens to this, but, you know, because Tony's just stubborn and Tony. But Mark and I, you know, we appreciate it. Right. All right. I was, that was more of a right... To you talking about Tony being a curmudgeon, I should have more enthusiasm about us being done or how great Betsy is. So let me let me try that again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? There it went. <laughs> All right. You okay? All right. That's going to do it for episode 316. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. 
If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can go to the blog. Ooh, ooh, goodness. You go to the blog. You go to the blog. <laughs> you go to the blog. <laughs> and I'm not even drinking. You can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. And get 360 Vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, such as our new friend Betsy did, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Karen, where can folks now find you? <laughs> I am now at 360 Vegas Karen. She just told you where you can find me, so until next time. <laughs>